The following program contains important but graphic material. These topics are designed to foster discussion, but may be objectionable to some. Listener discretion is advised. Welcome to Exploited Crimes Against Humanity. This program is a training program on human trafficking, sextortion, social media exploitation, and child pornography based on actual cases. Our mission is to eradicate human exploitation and bring predators to justice. Now, here is the host of the program, Opal Singleton. Well, good morning and welcome to Exploited Crimes Against Humanity. This is Opal Singleton. I will be the host of your show and we're going to be talking about a very difficult subject this morning. Uh, the, the subject we're going to talk about is when your child's first sexual experience is a virtual sexual experience. Now, I've been working in this business for a long time now, well over 10 years, hard to believe. And I've seen a lot, okay? Um, I don't consider myself a prude in any way. Uh, I hope to have good standards for my own life and my the life of my family, but, you know, I want to be realistic, but I have come to the conclusion, and I shared this in my new book that's about to come out. Hopefully, it'll be out in about the next three to four weeks, and you'll be able to order that, and I'm, I am so ready. It's more than a year in development, and uh, uh, one, uh, by far, I, I would say the hardest uh, thing that I've ever done in my entire life. The book is called Societal Shift. A World Without Borders and a Home Without Walls. And it's all about the fact that in 2020, the entire world will be connected by Internet. So I believe that this makes us all living at the most unique time in all of history because it's never happened before. Literally six billion people will be brought together by technology all over the world now, even in your poorest of places, Guatemala, you know, that little caravan that that lady was saying she got a WhatsApp to go to Facebook that the caravan was forming. And I've been to Cambodia and they're living in grass huts with mud floors and they have a little same, same, but different smartphone, not an iPhone. It's taking place all over the world, but it is also changing the family dynamic. It is changing our kids in a monumental way. And that is why I call it societal shift. The, the home without walls is because 87% of kids sleep with their phone. That means at 3 in the morning in their underwear, their most vulnerable place, a total pedophile can come right between the sheets and go bzz, 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 and reach your child. And so, uh, you know, this is reality. I'm not here to go thou shall not and naughty, naughty, naughty. This is reality. Our world is changing. Our kids are changing. It seems to me our values are changing. Uh, In fact, as I was writing this, one of the thoughts that I had was, Our society today seems to have very little value for purity. There's almost a race to see how young it is that we can corrupt our kids and teach them reality. Uh, You know, it's like um, we've been seeing all of this kind of thing come on for a long time. Now, I will share with you from a personal perspective, I I have Christian values. Now, I'm no saint, and uh, I didn't arrive at this age being a saint, right? quite frankly. I know the world, and, uh, and it's always been a rugged world out there. But if you take a 
worldview of our society, you're seeing very little value now being placed on purity or honesty, quite frankly. I'm off on a tangent there, but, you know, one of the things that I talk about in societal shift is how will this generation ever know what truth is? Because people come on to the Internet and they have no accountability. And 85% of our adults can't tell you the difference between a blog, an ad, and a news release out there. So then they're meeting total strangers. Just imagine what it's going to be a world like. As 6 billion people come together, they're going to have more information provided to them, more opportunities for relationship By sheer volume, uh, the more opportunity for relationship. You know, even 50 years ago, your relationship was based on your little community and the little town in which you lived. But now your relationship, you will be exposed to the entire world. That's one reason why I find it always a fascinating thing that parents are so anxious to get cell phones for kids. And kids are so anxious to have it even before they have the sex talk and even before they go through puberty. So what you're doing is putting your child in a world without borders and a home without walls. And you need to prepare yourself. I'm not saying you shouldn't. Uh, I have my own beliefs on that, but you're an adult, and you're, as your children, you decide. But what you're doing is allowing literally billions of people to influence your child long before they have cognitive reasoning. So in essence, without realizing it, your child's uh, attitudes are going to be formed by a large number of people that you have never met. And so I'm, I'm just asking you to think about this and kind of prepare yourself about how to handle it. Because literally, uh, you know, as I was saying, it's a society with almost no value on purity. And the more and more that we get into animation in video gaming and other things that are on the Internet, uh, virtual reality, you know, we are experiencing a great societal experiment. Because when we put our children on the Internet into all this animation and um, fantasy worlds, we're asking them to have the cognitive reasoning to be able to vacillate back and forth, to transfer is probably a better word, not vacillate, try transfer, to be able to go in, uh, let's say, let's say 40% of the day they're in those worlds and those worlds are not real. You know, uh, many of those video games are all characters. Uh, we're going to talk about how uh, the Bowsette character just reached. Uh, uh, in fact, I had the headline here. Bowsette porn searches have increased by 5,849% this week. Now, I got to tell you, I didn't know who Bowsette was. I hadn't been on that particular game lately. And uh, I, I look at this. This is a, a huge game. True story. When the weekend comes... Blah, 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 blah. I know what you're thinking. Here we get to it. Uh, uh, instead, you're gazing at just one of the many new fan drawings of the hottest man of the week, Bowsette. A couple of weeks ago, during the last Nintendo Direct, the latest reveal for new Super Smash Brothers, you introduced Toadette. And it goes on about this Bowsette character. Now, Bowsette has, uh, uh, let me just say that, you know, 
forgetting what her face looks like, she's at least a, a 48 to 55D, if you get my drift in this. I mean, you can have a character without this, but, you you know, uh, really, <laughs> you know, there is no doubt what they're doing to our young men when they created Bowsette in this game. And, you know, as I began to go through this, I look at this and I say, where are we going and how are, how do you raise a child in a way that their first sexual experience will still be a valued sexual experience? You see, with most of our kids living in an animated world, it's a world with no consequences in their mind. They can kill. In fact, I took a, a survey a couple of years ago and and literally uh, 25% of one church group told me that sin on the internet was not sin, and most of them will tell you sex isn't sex, except you're still paying for it. In Grand Theft Auto, you pay 50 bucks or 20 bucks, 20 bucks for, I'm not going to tell you what you get, but the kids know 20, uh, 50, and 70. And you're having uh, animated sex. Now, kids are saying, well, that's not really sex. And I'm saying really because, quite frankly, they're masturbating to it in many of these cases. But many of them take it one step farther and actually meet up or at least engage with people they meet on the Internet. You see, as I began to understand their first sexual experience, you may not think of it in terms of, you know, you know, we had we had all hope that our little girls and our little boys would meet somebody and they would care about them and they would value them and they would have commitment before they engaged. Okay, maybe they're going to have premarital sex, but there's always, um, you know, there's always abortion is one line of thinking or birth control. And, you know, we will talk to them about being careful and like that. And as long as they're committed and it's a very slippery slope. But now that our kids are in these video games, what you're seeing here is that, think about uh, the structure of a video game. I share this with you because I work in human trafficking and, and uh, you know, it, one of the things that I know about human trafficking victims is 70% of them were sexually violated. Well, I also started to see, according to the Department of Justice, a huge increase of boys being violated where they get into a video game and they're playing through their animated character and they're watching all these animated uh, cartoon characters such as Bowsette and they're sexually stimulated. That's the purpose of it. But think about this. They're talking to total strangers in an internet chat room who are also sexually stimulated. And some of them are pedophiles who want to engage with your 12 and 13 year old son or daughter. And so a video game chat room, when you're already participating in a world that's animated, is going to lend itself to a situation where they they start talking about sex. And, you know, that person in that chat room has years more experience than your child. They are absolutely sitting ducks. I, I know I sound like a curmudgeon, but, you know, I always say if you're going to put a prepubescent child in a video game chat room, you know, uh, for God's sake, put them in your car and drive them down to the strip club and leave them off for an hour and don't go in. You know, let them let them fend for themselves against all those guys that are in there. You know, be sure and dress them up in a cute little outfit and see how that works because that is what is happening when you put an innocent young person in a video game chat room. 
you're introducing him to people who are very sophisticated, who love little children naked and with sex. And, you know, you're just literally setting them up. And why a parent would do that without examining their behavior, I'm not sure. But that is what is happening in these situations. And the parent is complicit just because of their veil of denial. They don't want to look at the results of what is happening. And one of the things I want to look at in the next segment is the impact of that parent having been experiencing porn in their life, um, you know, animation and uncommitted sex. And so it will frame the attitude of what happens to their child. So we're coming up against a hard break here, folks. I'm going to ask you to stay with us. This is Opal Singleton, and I will be right back. Streaming live, the leader in Internet talk radio, voiceamerica.com. This is Opal Singleton, host of Exploited, Crimes Against Humanity. Did you know that every day in America, more than 9,000 kids are sextorted? That means blackmail with an illicit or naked photo. This does not have to happen. Million Kids has been educating in schools for over eight years now. And it is my dream to make a documentary that we can give to free to every school in America across the nation to educate our kids about how the Internet works and where a naked photo goes when you hit sin. But we need matching funding on this. So if you have it in your heart today to support us in this documentary, please go to GoFundMe Million Kids. That is GoFundMe Million Kids and donate today. We can make this world a safer place for your kids and our kids. GoFundMe Million Kids. Thank you for your support. You count. Tune into Interrevolutionary Radio and join the spontaneous wave of people all over the planet who, like you, are changing our world from the inside out. Follow the movement. Meet guests who are shaking things up. Call in and gain insights and courage to empower your own voice. Large or small, your part counts. So join us. Co-hosted by Helen Hillix, Todd Benton, and Chris Reeves. Interrevolutionary Radio airs live every Thursday at 3 p.m. Pacific Time. 6 p.m. Eastern on the Voice America Variety Channel. Seduced, the grooming of America's teenagers is the most important book a parent will read this year. Human trafficking is one of the fastest growing crimes in America. Three out of four victims are U.S. citizens. Most are our young people who have been lured into prostitution by a boyfriend or girlfriend or hook up with a newfound love on the Internet. Sometimes they are victims of blackmail as a result of sending a revealing photo. Sometimes it's catastrophic. Opal Singleton, president of Million Kids, has written a powerful book for parents, educators, civic leaders, and first responders about how predators use social media, apps, chat rooms, video games, and the dark web to access, groom, recruit, and exploit young people. It is truly a must-read for every parent, grandparent, and teacher in America. Seduced, the grooming of America's teenagers will help you understand how technology makes an innocent teen vulnerable to predators and how to talk to teens to keep them safe. Priced at $15.99 plus $4 shipping, Seduced can be ordered at millionkids.org. Share this with everyone you know. The Internet's number one talk station. Number one talk station. VoiceAmerica.com. 
are listening to Exploited, Crimes Against Humanity. If you have a question or comment, please send an email to opal at millionkids.org. That's O-P-A-L at millionkids.org. Now, back to Exploited, Crimes Against Humanity. Here again is Opal Singleton. Well, hello and welcome back to Exploited Crimes Against Humanity. This show is brought to you by Million Kids, M-I-L-L-I-O-N. I would hope that you would follow us at Facebook on Million Kids. Just go to Facebook, find Million Kids, and then hit like. You will see that we are posting news stories every three to four hours on there. Many of them are on sextortion and social media exploitation, but they're also on human trafficking cases. There is a connection, quite frankly, that we are starting to see And uh, I believe that this trend will accelerate over a period of time, and that is that a shame-based child, a shame-based sexual image, whether it happens through a, a sexual encounter or a social media exploitation encounter, is paving a super highway of potential victims for sex trafficking. 70% of sex trafficking victims were previously sexually molested, and I believe that there is a huge trend there, and that will be in the book Societal Shift when it comes out. By the way, we do have a call-in number. Uh, Usually, this show is picked up by archive um, because it goes out around the world, and we have different time frames. But if you happen to be listening live and you want to call in and give your opinion on this, you're welcome at 866 Four seven two five seven eight eight, or you can email me at opal o p a l at meandkids.org. Before I get any further into this, I want to tell you that we have started a GoFundMe campaign. I have never done this kind of thing before. Uh, usually, we are financed by independent donors who care about the subject and want to uh, support our work, but we are very adamant about creating a national documentary that can be placed in every school in America and given free to parents to share with their kids all about sextortion and social media exploitation. Now, it's not a uh, internet safety uh, deal. It's a motivational video based on the idea that they will be the leaders of the generation that will bring the entire world together. And the need for having leaders that are responsible and treat each other with respect and responsibility and the internet. So we're talking about when your child's first sexual experience is a virtual sexual experience. Now, I believe that there is nothing unique about that. That may be a shock to many parents, but they just haven't really thought about it. But the minute you put your child on the Internet, I can guarantee you that the first thing I would advise you is never put your child on the Internet until you've had a sex talk with them. Because the minute you put them on the Internet, other people will form their sexual identity and their sexual expectations, and they may not be compliant with you. What I have found and what I've sensed is that more people are willing to put their kids on there and take chances if they themselves are... um, you know, have been exposed to porn or watch it regularly, and they kind of have this attitude of, well, a little porn never hurt anybody, and he's five or he's eight, and, you know, know, he needs to see how it works and stuff like that. 
The problem I have with all this is that porn is reaching some level that is not Playboy magazine. Now, I'm not ever justifying Playboy magazine. All I'm saying is you had a magazine, you did your deal, and it was in your head and like that. Porn in animation and porn on the Internet is completely different. It is reaching outrageous proportion, and it is part of the societal shift. In fact, uh, just before Christmas, I saw an article because Pornhub, which is the largest porn distributor of porn, uh, released their annual uh, statistics, and they are mind-numbing, in my opinion, uh, if you think about this. They claim that by the time 2018 draws to a close, the site will have been visited 33.5 billion times in one year. 33.5 billion. Now, this is one porn site in one year. That means it's averaging 92 million visitors a day. You know, that they go on to say this is equal to the population of Canada, Australia, and Poland. Uh, but but what got my attention about this? So it tells you that that the availability of the internet not only is changing your child's first sexual experience, it's changing billions of adult sexual experiences. Because let's face it, pornography is not engaging in a committed, loving back and forth give or take. You and I all know that pornography is not based on reality. Most women don't look like that, and most women don't last 40 hours a week, you know, doing, being a sex slave at, at on command. I mean, we all know it doesn't work like that, and we all know that the more pornography, pornography you watch, the harder kinds of things that you're looking for, and the more that it takes you to make you happy. The reason why I bother pointing this out, and I'm not going to go off on a whole lecture about adult pornography, but what I find is those people who are watching those sites are much more likely to put their child out there for that kind of thing because they've accepted it themselves. They themselves have lost the line between adult sexual encounter and, and, uh, you know, pubescent and prepubescent. And so... We are entering a society where our perception of what is acceptable is a very slippery slope. And all this means uh, to me is that your teenager is going to be experiencing a huge amount of porn long before they're a teenager, even when they are very, very young. You see, what is happening here is that it's coming up a lot in these video games. The reason why this this particular article got my attention was not that they get 92 million visitors a day. I guess I'm hardcore enough that I would believe, yeah, that's probably a realistic number. There's a lot of pretty sick puppies out there, you know, and there's a lot of sick marriages, and there's a lot of people who are diverting from uh, – to fantasy so they can escape reality, which is what is going on in pornography. You see, a sexual relationship takes commitment and it takes work and it takes a give and take and it takes a a, a modicum of uh, modesty and humility and understanding and actually engaging. And pornography takes you into a fantasy world where there is no responsibility, no engaging uh, everybody gets whatever they want to be satisfied. It's like 
going to hometown buffet and eating for 12 hours a day, but you never really get full. And uh, quite frankly, you're never satisfied either for what it's worth. But what got my attention here is the way that the Fortnite character was the number two search on Pornhub. And that's really, that's Bowsette, or Bow, yeah, Bowsette character, B-O-W-S-E-T-T. And this article uh, is uh, Fortnite and Stormy Daniels Dominate Pornhub in 2018. So I started looking at that, and it's uh, she is getting over 35 million searches, or up to 4 million a day of searches. Now, this is just one character in one game of Fortnite. Of course, Fortnite is the biggest game out there, and most of our kids play it. But here again, you know, Fortnite cannot be played unless you're in a video game chat room with people you don't know. The way Fortnite is designed is you have to play with the public. It isn't like Minecraft where you can play with a closed chat room if you choose. Uh, you are open to the public. And so, you know, you have very young kids that are engaged in this animated pornography with this deal. And so as the article went on, I started going, you know, I've never really researched just how vivid all of this is. I mean, when Fortnite is the second most searched term at Pornhub, just under Stormy Daniels, by the way. And then you start to realize that many of the others that are on there are video game character searches. Bowsette's the most popular. Bridget um, in Overwatch. Then Lara Croft, Croft, okay, at uh, Tomb Raider. Mercy at Overwatch. There's two in the top top four uh, searches in Overwatch. Zelda and uh, Zelda, that's the name of the game. And then here's a third character in Overwatch. And here's a fourth character in Overwatch. Here's a fifth character. Here's a sixth, seven. You know, I hadn't noticed that till I went on the air. But keep your kid off of Overwatch, okay? I mean, you're, it's going to go nowhere. That's, that is healthy. So I want to talk about what is the, the impact on your child when their first sexual experience is a virtual sexual experience. Because your child is on the Internet because they want to be loved. They want to talk to their friends. They want to be approved of. They want to be accepted. But it is a brutal world out there. And, you know, I had one girl tell me, well, you have to send a naked photo or they won't date you. And I'm saying to myself how sad that is that at such a young age you have to expose every crevice of your body to be able to get a date. Because you see, they're looking for acceptance, but the pressure is put on your kid much, much earlier than they ever would to expose themselves, to take chances, to lower their boundaries, to give up what they're not willing to do or what they're willing to do. I remember a sex trafficking victim saying, I did this. I said, I do this, but I won't do that. And then she did this, but she wouldn't do that. And then she did this and she wouldn't do that. And then she said one day she woke up and there was no more that, that she wouldn't do. And we are starting our kids at seven, eight, nine, ten 10 years old with I'll do this, but I won't do that. This is Opal Singleton. The show's exploited crimes against humanity. Stay with us. We're going to be right back. (music) 
stimulating talk it gets those synapses in the brain firing really fast all the time the number one internet talk station where your opinion counts voiceamerica.com seduced the grooming of america's teenagers is the most important book a parent will read this year human trafficking is one of the fastest growing crimes in america three out of four victims are u.s citizens most are our young people who have been lured into prostitution by a boyfriend or girlfriend or hook up with a newfound love on the internet sometimes they are victims of blackmail as a result of sending a revealing photo sometimes it's catastrophic Opal Singleton, president of Million Kids, has written a powerful book for parents, educators, civic leaders, and first responders about how predators use social media, apps, chat rooms, video games, and the dark web to access, groom, recruit, and exploit young people. It is truly a must-read for every parent, grandparent, and teacher in America. Seduced, the grooming of America's teenagers will help you understand how technology makes an innocent teen vulnerable to predators and how to talk to teens to keep them safe. Priced at $15.99 plus $4 shipping, Seduced can be ordered at millionkids.org. Share this with everyone you know. Psych Up Live with host Dr. Suzanne Phillips is an insider's glimpse at a life from a psychological perspective. It's a look at what matters to us. Why do we laugh? How do we cope with stress? Are men and women really that different? What is it about our relationships? How are they formed? How they work out? And why they sometimes don't? Every week is something new to engage you. Psych Up Live is heard every Thursday at 2 p.m. Eastern Time, 11 a.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Variety Channel. We'll turn up your perspective on life. The Internet's number one talk station. Number one talk station. VoiceAmerica.com. listening to exploited crimes against humanity if you have a question or comment please send an email to opal at millionkids.org that's o-p-a-l at millionkids.org now back to exploited crimes against humanity here again is opal singleton Hello and welcome back to Exploited Crimes Against Humanity. We are talking about when your child's first sexual experience is a virtual sexual experience. And uh, I believe this is a a powerful concept. It is in my new book, Societal Shift, and I hope that when it comes out, you'll consider ordering that. By the way, the first book that I wrote is called Seduce, the Grooming of America's Teenagers, and it's all about how predators create fantasy relationships within our children and how that works out. If you're interested in ordering Seduced, you can do that by going to millionkids.org. And it's right on there. It's $16. I'll sign it and send it to you. Also, I would ask you, before I go any further here, to consider partnering with us on our new documentary for schools that will be called Impact Your Place in History. And it will be a motivational leadership challenge to young people to use technology and be leaders for technology in a positive and, and respectful way. And uh, I'm, uh, I have matching funds. We're more than halfway there. If I could get you to go to Million Kids, just go to GoFundMe and hit Million Kids, and you'll see our project right there. Or you can just simply donate directly at millionkids.org, 
and then uh, go direct that way. So what happens when your first sexual experience is a virtual sexual experience? Well, I believe this is one of the greatest, most important concepts in this decade because it will change a child's self-image forever. You know, if your child's first sexual experience is shame-based, let's say they got sucked in by somebody and sent some a naked photo on the internet. And by the way, new te- a new uh, new research just came out that said eighteen thousand kids a day are sending naked photos. More, almost ten thousand are being blackmailed, and fifty eight percent of those ten thousand actually meet up with their predator, and many of them are violated. That is why we're doing the GoFundMe project. And so what happens there is they send a photo, they think, you know, this person, and think about this, most often they're in the room alone. So their first sexual experience may not even involve another human being. It may involve a fantasy character on the internet that they've fallen in love with, and that guy gets, they show them pictures of other kids masturbating, and so they get this 9, 10, 11-year-old kid to insert things or masturbate, And then they send the photo, and then this predator turns on them and starts blackmailing them. And your child's first sexual experience becomes one of extreme shame-based and being entrapped. And uh, because it never quits. Those guys don't leave them alone. I mean, some of these kids end up killing themselves. And it just absolutely devastates mom and dad if they ever see it. This is really important to understand because I believe that it's very important that our children's first sexual encounters be one of, that is a healthy encounter where they can exchange with another human being who cares about them, is committed to them, and is concerned about their happiness and well-being. You see, internet sex, they don't care about your child's happiness. They are looking to exploit your child. Very little internet sex is healthy sex. I would say 99.9% of it. You know, and this is happening when a child is forming their own sexual identity for the rest of their life. It will affect how they see themselves morally as being a worthwhile child of God or being a violated slut you know, kind of thing. It will drive their self-perception for the rest of their life. More important, it will drive their expectations and their perceptions of others' expectations. Just like that girl said to me, I have to send this photo or they won't go out with me. That is her perception of what men expect. And this girl was only 14 years old. And so I say to myself, This is happening while they're forming their lifetime sexual identity. And, you know, when they're 9, 10, 11, 12, 13, they're more tender, they're more sensitive. It's easier for them to form a shame-based image of themselves or, you know, believe others have a shame-based image. There is almost nothing in our society that values uh, someone with high self-esteem and and purity and and values, uh, it, you know, the the public uh, media, the gaming world, the TV, the newspaper. The they don't even have newspapers anymore. But all of these things are geared towards, uh, you know. I, I'll tell you something that really drove it home to me the other day. I was watching a football game. Now that should be a healthy thing, you know. 
But the halftime was all, uh, there must have been 100 people out there twerking. Now, if you don't know what twerking is, it is the movement of your buttocks. It's, you know, uh, it emulates the sex act, you know, the grinding part of a sex act. And uh, if you don't know, Google twerking and, you know, do it when your kids aren't home. But the entire group was twerking at halftime, you know, and what this does is it teaches six, seven, eight, nine-year-old kids to twerk. They just don't realize they're emulating a sex act. And so, you know, it's kind of an interesting thing because they lure these kids in wanting to be accepted. So they're out there twerking. We talked about that on Live Me a while back. They're twerking, and then that photo is out there forever. And they think that they're going to get a lot of approval because our society as a whole indicates that that's a good thing and you're really a hot babe, except you're nine years old and now some pedophile has your photograph and is using it against you. So a lot of this is happening because we have naive parents that don't want to look at the realities of this. I mean, I just visited with my grandkids over the the uh, holiday and 10-year-olds, all of them have phones. And I'm saying... How mature are they as 10-year-olds? Now, these people don't necessarily share my values, you know, but I'm saying to myself, you're setting your child up. First of all, you're setting them up as bait. But second of all, you're setting them up where their personal sexual identity will be corrupted because you have been living a life of a lot of pornography and you think it's okay for your sons and your daughters to see it at a very young age. So all of this becomes um, exponential, if you will. It builds layer upon layer. You know, when you start deeper and deeper into uh, illicit behavior, if that's the starting point for your child, it's going to go deeper. All of this is being complicated by new technologies. And one of the challenges of this is that that it's so prolific and easy for children to get access to all of this and hide it from parents. Um, There will be links on this program uh, announcement about Instagram has an instant porn problem, and it's only six clicks away. And I believe this is from the people at uh, Protect Young Minds, which I believe we've had on our show here. And, uh, you know, they tell you how quickly and easily it is to uh, literally go from A to Z on Instagram. It takes less than five seconds to access porn. And there's another headline, WhatsApp has an encrypted child porn problem. And so uh, you'll be able to see this, but what is happening with all this technology, think about this, virtual reality. You know, Grand Theft Auto V has always been known for being absolutely crazy, you know. Uh, I Googled before uh, I came on the air. I do a lot of research, and this uh, Google search was the most intense video game scenes by Marco Cocomello, uh, and he goes through things like uh, The Witcher and uh, Dragon Age and Mass Effect and GTA V. GTA V has always been known for its re- for its really over-the-top nudity and video game sex scenes. Now, I want you to know that GTA, prior to Fortnite, was the top game, and you're supposed to be 18, but 
many of you know, I did a, sur- a research, um, a kind of a survey with a high school out of 450 kids, 375 had played GTA, Grand Theft Auto. And in that case, 300 of them had had sex with the prostitute and about 200 had killed her. And I asked about them how many of them, you know, cared or felt bad about the killing the prostitute and only two out of 200. And so what, uh, what Mark Cocomello, is that his name? I like that name. That's a cool name. I think it's Mark Cocomello's thing. In GTA, it's always been known for its really over-the-top nudity and video game sex scenes. It reaches a new level as the scene is something we never saw. In an early mission in the game, you meet a celebrity photographer who needs to sneak into rehab to take pics of a celeb having sex. Many people think that's Lindsay Lohan, and a court case even began to piece this theory together. In the end, she lost, but the sex scene will live on. And, you know, another one, if sex was like Call of Duty on there. I mean, there's all of these. uh, This is the most intense video game scenes if you want to open your eyes to how intense this is. But think about what is happening. We have new technologies where mom and dad can't see what's happening. And neither can law enforcement. You know, we have things like encrypted messaging. We give all of our kids Bitcoin accounts because they need them in the video games. But cryptocurrency opens the door to interacting and buying and selling and even buying sex scenes in a game. It gives them the first aspect. Access, I can't say that word. Then you have disappearing videos and live streaming. We talked about Live Me. Now, Live Me is a good app. I, lo- I love what they do. But you put a 10 year old in Live Me, and they can easily draw a crowd of 10,000 people who will give them virtual currencies to strip. And I am predicting that in less than three months, they'll be stripping for cash, earning uh, extra money for their Nikes. So, my point is, is that when your child's first sexual experience is going to be a virtual sexual experience, you may not even be aware of it. So how do you deal with it? What kind of conversations can you have with your child to deal with this? The first thing you have to do is recognize that this is happening. Virtual sex is absolutely prolific on the Internet. It will be virtually impossible for your child to avoid it. You know, uh, no matter what they do, it's very present and it is very pornographic. It is stuff that will make you blush, even if you've been around the world for a long time. You know, think about it. Team Vogue magazine last year put out how to have anal sex, literally, and it's for literally 11 to 17-year-old girls. And they said, you're still a virgin and it isn't really sex in there. Really? You have to think this out, mom and dad. I think this is a very important thing to consider. Virtual sex is absolutely available. It is everywhere. And once your child goes on the Internet, you better be prepared to have a conversation with them on how to deal with it. Because if you're going to put your child on the phone and believe that they're not going to be exposed, you are living in Disneyland. This is Opal Singleton, and the show is called Exploited, Crimes Against Humanity. We are up against that break, so stay with us. We'll be right back.
stimulating talk it gets those synapses in the brain firing really fast all the time the number one internet talk station where your opinion counts voiceamerica.com seduced the grooming of america's teenagers is the most important book a parent will read this year Human trafficking is one of the fastest growing crimes in America. Three out of four victims are U.S. citizens. Most are our young people who have been lured into prostitution by a boyfriend or girlfriend or hook up with a newfound love on the Internet. Sometimes they are victims of blackmail as a result of sending a revealing photo. Sometimes it's catastrophic. Opal Singleton, president of Million Kids, has written a powerful book for parents, educators, civic leaders, and first responders about how predators use social media, apps, chat rooms, video games, and the dark web to access, groom, recruit, and exploit young people. It is truly a must-read for every parent, grandparent, and teacher in America. Seduced, the grooming of America's teenagers will help you understand how technology makes an innocent teen vulnerable to predators and how to talk to teens to keep them safe. Priced at $15.99 plus $4 shipping, Seduced can be ordered at millionkids.org. Share this with everyone you know. This is Opal Singleton, host of Exploited, Crimes Against Humanity. Did you know that every day in America, more than 9,000 kids are sextorted? That means blackmail with an illicit or naked photo. This does not have to happen. Million Kids has been educating in schools for over eight years now. And it is my dream to make a documentary that we can give to free to every school in America across the nation to educate our kids about how the Internet works and where a naked photo goes when you hit send. But we need matching funding on this. So if you have it in your heart today to support us in this documentary, please go to GoFundMe Million Kids. That is GoFundMe Million Kids and donate today. We can make this world a safer place for your kids and our kids. GoFundMe Million Kids. Thank you for your support. Streaming live, the leader in Internet talk radio, voiceamerica.com. You are listening to Exploited, Crimes Against Humanity. If you have a question or comment, please send an email to opal at millionkids.org. That's O-P-A-L at millionkids.org. Now, back to Exploited. Crimes Against Humanity. Here again is Opal Singleton. Well, hello and welcome back to Exploited Crimes Against Humanity. This is Opal Singleton. So we are talking about when your child's first sexual experience is a virtual sexual experience. And we were just closing out with the impact of all these technologies on the availability of pornography to our children. And uh, my new book, Societal Shift, really goes into a lot of that. But the other thing that is happening there is that our children become available to pedophiles. And so that is another way, not just that they might see pornography, but they may be used by a pornographer, a child pornographer, where they are violated because our kids are on the Internet. They want to be loved. They want to be liked. I was talking to Aaron, our producer, on this show uh, during the break, and he reminded me is I've done even some whole shows on these subjects, so things like Musical.ly and TikTok, and he was telling me about Lasso. I don't know that one yet. Um, but Live.me, uh, live Live.me, these are uh, – 
you know, all sites where kids can get on there and twerk and dance and meet with total strangers and thousands of them. You know, it was just even last year we were worried about how pedophiles meet an individual and, um, you know, she falls in love and she sends a photo. But now there are whole crowdsourcing rings that are playing on our kids because they can. And these kids don't realize they're talking to six or seven different pedophiles and they're being worked till they send a photo. But the opposite happens too. This is chapter two of my new book called The Great Conundrum. When we put our kids on there and they're out trolling and twerking and trying to get attention, they will draw the crowds of tens of thousands of pedophiles and people who want their naked photo and will be exposed to them. So all of this is setting up when we have so much virtual sex available to kids, whether or not they are putting themselves out there or the pedophile is finding them, or just as simple as they are engaging in their animation, this will change their lifetime of expectations about about themselves sexually and about their mate, whether it's male or female. You know, first of all, girls will absolutely feel inadequate. I mean, I've seen a lot of this stuff more than I want to see. These women are perfect, and there are very few perfect women out there. Uh, It will rob them of confidence of their own bodies and their own acceptability to a male in their life. It will make them think they have to do extreme things to get attention. And that is why we're seeing extreme things like, you know, um, a, a tutorial on anal sex. Uh, saying, well, that's not really sex. If you don't have vaginal sex, then it doesn't count. It makes the guys believe all females want anything and any kind of sex without experiencing the humiliation that goes along with some of the acts that they are witnessing. And it will not be based on intimacy. That means it really will not be satisfying. You see, I believe that sex is one of the most unique aspects of life. It is the only bodily function that is connected to the soul. And, you know, when you have sex with another human being, you must submit. And one is submissive, one is dominant. And for it to really be satisfying, it needs to be an an act that is intimate, that you have that exchange, that connected connection. That's what everybody is looking for, is that connecting to another human being. And so when they're unable to get it, it gets more and more extreme, thinking that this time they will get that connection. They, they mix up the idea of climax with connection. They're not the same. What you're looking for is intimacy, And it's very important that we raise a generation of kids who understand what real sex is all about, that it really is about finding the good in the give and take between each other with respect and and responsibility, quite frankly. That is what builds relationships, is not bringing the other person down. You see, in so many of these games, sex is a weapon. It's about conquering. It's about even most of the characters all extremely voluptuous. And it will completely change the image of a sexual encounter for our children. It is really important that we start early and starting to talk to our kids about what sex really is 
and what sexual fantasy is not. And when sexual fantasy is used in a way that it's violation, nobody wins. This is going to have to start in the home, and it's going to have to start one by one with parents. And it needs to start before they're ever exposed to the World Wide Web. You know, this is one of the toughest uh, shows I've ever done. I hope it's helpful to you. Uh, I hope that you'll continue to follow me and kids. Follow us on Facebook. Uh, I hope that you'll consider going to GoFundMe and find the Million Kids Project and donate to it, even if it's only $10 or $25 or whatever you can give. I believe that this is really the most important mission of all times. Yes, I know all about all the starving kids in China and cancer and all the other things, and they're important. But I believe that how we treat this generation and teach them to become the leaders for generations to come using technology and teaching each other what successful sexual encounter is and that it can be done with intimacy, with love, for concern, for caring. And when it is done right, it is the most fulfilling thing on earth. But when it is done wrong, it will destroy a human being for the rest of their life. And I think that this is an important message. If you're willing to support the work of Million Kids, I hope that you'll either go to millionkids.org and donate or go on to the GoFundMe project and find me and kids. Please feel free to write to me at opal, O-P-A-L, at millionkids.org. And I we're starting into 2018. January is National Human Trafficking Month, uh, where we literally go out and deal with human trafficking. And I, I hope that uh, you all have had a great holiday and a successful year, and I'm getting ready for next year. I think it's going to be a dynamite year. We want to have our commercial, I mean, a, a documentary. We're going to have our new book out. We're going to be running some webinars. I'm going to be doing some private advanced training. There's a lot coming up in 2019. I want to thank each and every one of you that support our work, that, that support us in prayer. Support us with your thoughts and support us with your finances. We cannot do this without you. You folks have a great holiday season, and we'll see you next year. Thank you for tuning in this week to Exploited, Crimes Against Humanity. Please join your host, Opal Singleton, for another edition next Thursday at 10 a.m. Eastern Time, 7 a.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Variety Channel. We'll have another important discussion next week.